the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome back to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Mathic. South Dakota high school volleyball may be one of the sanctioned sports in the state, which has seen the most changes over the years. From the season being played in the winter and then moving to the fall, changing how matches are scored, you know, adding a defensive specialist. You know, it's a great game. And in South Dakota, there have been a ton of players who've gone on to play in college and even into the coaching world. But there is one who was hired with no volleyball experience and eventually became the winningest volleyball coach in the state. 837 wins, and that is Parker's Jill Christensen. And Jill has been retired now for a couple of years and joins us now on EM Play. Jill, how has retirement been treating you? Not too bad. I can um, go see any matches or basketball games or track meets that I want when I want, so it's been kind of nice. You know, you went to high school at Lenox. You graduated and then went to Northwestern College there in Orange City, Iowa. Was volleyball on your mind at that time? Um, it was. I actually had thoughts of uh, trying out for the team and, and had never played and thought, well, this is kind of crazy. So um, I took that first ball off and um, decided I better, you know, get in shape for basketball season because that was coming up. And then I knew I had softball after that. So I thought I better get my grades um, ready to go first before I attempted any sports in college. Was basketball your first love? Oh, yeah. Um, we had we had actually a really good team in Lennox, but we could never get past Bob Winner and the Yankton, <laughs> the Yankton team. So uh, you weren't the it was only kind of frustrating. <laughs> You know, it was, what, 1982 or 1983, you have to let me know, but you interviewed for the volleyball job at Parker. You had no experience in coaching or playing volleyball. What was that interview like? Well, first and foremost, it was for the math, um, junior high math position, and um, I was okay with that. Um, That wasn't going to be a problem. Um, Basketball assistant coach was thrown in there. That wasn't going to be a problem. Um, junior high track coach that was in there. I thought, well, I can do that. I did track <laughs> in high school. And then I hear and come to find out that, you know, had, had volleyball is also part of it. And I said, well, I can give it a try. I'll do my best. And so that's, uh, how I got started. Hmm. So did you uh, go to the rule book and figure out how volleyball is played uh, when you got the job? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I had seen it a little bit in, um, college when, uh, my student taught, I was at uh, Morris Orange City, and uh, my student taught in the fall, and that they played volleyball in the fall back then. So I just asked if I could tag along and look at a few practices. I went to a, a tournament with them one time to watch, but I never actually coached or, or you know did any of that sort. But I did see, you know, I got to see a fall of it back in 1982. Mm. 36 years later, you're the winningest volleyball coach in South Dakota history, 837. How how did you figure out the way you were going to coach? Did you talk to other coaches to figure out what you wanted to do? Well, yeah, I did. I, you know, I didn't know much. I, I could never figure out why the number of positions were one through six, but when you rotate, you rotate opposite of that. Um, so that was like the first thing, even try to how to make up a lineup card. 
but I did. I talked to coaches. I read books. You know, I went to clinics um, and watched tapes because that's what it was back then was tapes. And and um, I'm pretty stubborn. If I'm going to do something, I want to give it 100%. So I thought I better I better get going here and pick up this sport. Why was Parker so successful during those years? I mean, it, you have to have some pretty good athletes and classes. But with enrollment, you know, the ADM of Parker, I suppose right around 100 all these years, you still need athletes. How were you able to, to, to continue to see all those wins at Parker? Um, you know, the girls really love the sport, and um, they are really passionate about it. And, um, you know, the love of the game helped a lot. And, you know, I was pretty passionate and pretty fired up. Um, I was one of those coaches that, you know, liked perfection, and we worked on stuff over and over, the basics. They were probably sick of it, but it's like, okay, we're going to do it again, and we're going to do it again, and they, they started getting really good at it. And, you know, if you love something and you get better at it and you have good athletes, and we had we had great um, coaches that helped along the way too. You don't do this. You don't do anything like this um, just as yourself. It takes a lot of teamwork. Jill Christensen joins us. She coached at Parker. She's now retired. After uh, 36 years and 837 wins, what was that first practice like in Parker? <laughs> well, we were in the small gym, and um, the dimensions on a quarter, 30 by 30, I think the one half um, of that court, you know, our 30 by 30 practice on one side of the net was probably 32 by 34. <laughs> um, and we had a, a ceiling that was really low. So we figured if we could ball handle in that small and close space, we could probably, you know, ball handle in the bigger courts too. But we were pretty much in the small gym. Um, Gail Hoover was in basketball at that time since we were in the winter, and they had some amazing teams. And um, I didn't um, infringe on the big gym unless they had a game that night and we had the big gym for an hour. And it felt like, wow, space everywhere. But we got, we got to be pretty good just being in the small gym. South Dakota volleyball was sanctioned in 1982. Washington defeated Todd County in the one-class system at the time for a couple of years. Then the two-class system began in 1984, and it was just six years later, Parker wins the state volleyball tournament. You beat Webster, who was going for a four-peat. Was that... Beginning of that season, did you think you had a chance to get to the state tournament somewhere where Parker had never been before? Well, I knew we were pretty good. We were pretty good the year before that and, and had gotten beat out, so it was a little bit disappointing. And we had some, some really good players, and um, I felt that we had a, a legitimate chance to make it. Were we going to win state? I, you know, the media back then um, wasn't the same. You didn't know everything about all these other towns and schools like you do today. But I just knew Webster and how amazing they were and how good they were, and I knew it was going to take a monumental effort to beat them. Give me a couple of players who were ab- absolutely uh, the ones to go to for you when you made it to state and won it all. Oh, I would say um, we had Monica Nelson, who was um, Ron Nelson, our assistant coach. He had started coaching with me prior to our Parker Marion co-op the year before that. And this was the third year into our co-op. And so his daughter was a a senior on that team. And then um, Laurel Globke, um, she was one of the Marion connection that had started practicing, you know, three years prior. And um, 
We had Cindy Marsh, we had Kathy Hankin, we had Tristan Ashelman, um, we had Jenny um, Caston. We just had a, a whole bunch of um, really excellent players. I know I'm forgetting some, but those are some that really stick out. No, you went back to back to uh, the finals. Uh, you went back uh, in 91, but you, you lost that year. And you know what? And it's been tough getting back since. I mean, what do you suppose the reason has been? You know, I could name a few schools like Hurley and Viberg <laughs> and Warner and Northwestern and Arlington and Chester area. Uh, I can't believe how tough Class B volleyball is in the state. Oh, it is. And the, the defense that um, they played was amazing. I mean, we were in the Tri-Valley Conference back in the 80s, um, 90s. And um, between us and Hurley and Viberg, um, it was just one of us all the time going to state and, um, you know, in the finals. So it was, it was great volleyball and it was tough to get there. You wouldn't always get there. And back in the early days before we made state, you know, we lost out to Gregory a few times and Donna Schmidt. So. Um, no, no sin there either. I, I just can't believe uh, the great volleyball that we have, um, especially in, in Class B. We, we mentioned these coaches, uh, you know, from Warner and Arlington and Mobridge and Northwestern, you know, Warner, Hurley, Parker. I mean, why do you suppose Class B has been very competitive, in fact, even beating some Class A schools during the year? They are. And, you know, I look at the coaches um, of the schools that you're naming and, and, they were there for a long time. They established programs. They got the tradition going. Um, their players, you know, just love the sport. And they are amazing coaches. Um, I'm, you know, good friends. And that's one of the, the hardest things about, you know, when you retire, you kind of lose some of the connections that you had with the coaches. But um, they're not only good coaches. They're, you know, great people, too. And, and you know, I, I think they're the, the same philosophy that I have you know it's not just about wins and losses it's about you know what can you do for your athlete um how can you make them a better person what is it going to be for lifelong you know not just the sport of volleyball mm-hmm. if you were going to describe your coaching technique in a couple of words what would you say they were oh I, I made them work hard but yet try to have fun um, toward the end, we would have um, Fridays where they would either wear silly clothes, um, have their hair, you know, up in different ways and whatever. I mean, I got a little bit looser as the years went along. Um, we, we worked hard. Uh, we, we didn't take it easy, but we, we had a goal. We wanted to, you know, be the best that we could and, and um, let the chips fall where they may. You know, the... Volleyball season switched uh, to the fall from the winter. It was the fall of 2002, and it was also the year that, that rally scoring began. What was it like? you got to remi- remind us what it was like when you had to go to 15 and uh, you, you had to score a point to get that point. We didn't have rally scoring. Uh, what was it yeah, like in those sometimes years? It took a long time. It did. It took a long time um, because you might not score, you know, for five, six, seven serves. Um, if the ball hit the net, you know, you lost the, the serve because back then that didn't, that didn't count to try to get a point. I remember we were at the Arlington tournament one time and we were down 14-0 in a set and we came back and won it 16-14. <laughs> um, you, could, you could do that back in the day. That wouldn't happen now. And then rally scoring in, in the, for the season switch. Um, I know there was a lot of debate on the season switch and eventually it changed, but 
did you have some pushback some at for a while that you didn't want to switch the seasons from from the winter to the fall? Oh, there were definitely some schools uh, that did not want to um, switch us to the fall. And, and and I think some of them maybe were basketball schools for, you know, the most part for a while that had great tradition there. And they didn't, you know, they had it good. They could get the recruiting done and other coaches could see them. And we kind of felt like we were behind in recruiting, um, trying to recruit some of our athletes because they didn't see us till winter and they'd given up on a lot of their scholarships at that point. So it definitely has helped um, recruiting for volleyball and the level of play has definitely gone up. Well, then the uh, libero or the libero comes in, your defensive specialist comes in. It's amazing how volleyball has gone on and improved the way the game is played. Um, is there one, is there one other new rule that you think should be instigated eventually when it comes to volleyball, the way it's played, or uh, how how it's all set up? Well, I don't know. I, I know COVID has kind of brought this out this year, but you know, um, I kind of like actually just keeping the teams on the same side of the court so they don't have to switch all the time. Um, I don't mind that rule at all this year. It's just made it um, easier for me to to try to watch the sport too. And I've gone to, to games in person and I've watched a lot of them um, online. And that's one thing I, I picked up on and um, kind of don't really mind that they're actually staying on the same side of the court. Was there ever any time during your 36 years that you had a chance to go be a coach with volleyball somewhere else? Uh, I can't think of any time at all. Um, I live like nine miles from Parker. My husband's a farmer. Um, I was perfectly content where I was at. It's a great school system, and um, I had players that loved to play. So um, I really didn't have any desire um, to ever go anywhere else. How many former players went on to coach volleyball, and how do you, and how often did you stay in contact with those? Well, you know, I've been thinking about it. I think I've probably had you know around ten. Um, none of them have really done it um, for a super long time. Um, it's really hard to keep coaches in the sport. There's so many other things that push um, women out of it, but. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm the latest coach that I have is uh, Riley Christensen, and she's um, doing it at Freeman, and she graduated in 2016. And um, she was uh, actually that year, she was the year she graduated, she was a South Dakota Miss Volleyball Player of the Year um, for us. And she just loved the sport. And then Laurel Globke from Marion, back when we won state in 90, and then she was all state in 91 she got back into coaching this year. So it's kind of exciting. I, I get to see some of my, you know, fellow, fellow players coach again. Carly Roselle is the coach now at Parker. Of course, she was a pretty good volleyball player uh, at, at Warner. What, uh, have you guys talked at all? I mean, I'm, I'm sure anyone, I mean, if I needed some volleyball info, I would be calling you Jill. So I'm assuming some of these young coaches are calling you too. Um, Carly talked with me, especially a lot, you know, at the beginning of last year, um, she knows her stuff, you know, she's played high school, she's played, um, college. She had a great coach in Carrie in Warner. And I mean, um, you know, I think she could probably teach me more than, than I can teach her, but, um, it's been great having her be the coach. It made it a lot easier for me to give up coaching 
because I see sometimes schools that after they lose their head coach that's been really successful, sometimes there's a transition time and they're not as successful for a while. And um, Parker um, kept um, kept doing good things in the two years since I've left. Jill, you became the first coach to record 800 wins. Uh, did you sleep the night before your chance to win your 800 match? Did it get on you? Well, let's just say during volleyball season, I never did sleep much. Um, <laughs> I was always thinking about what I could have done different or what was going to happen next. Um, so I've never been a great sleeper. I don't even sleep during the last two years volleyball season, just thinking about, you know, what's happening with, with other coaches, with the Parker team, with the Parker players, because, like, you know, I know all of them yet. And so um, I, I sometimes stay up at night still even though I'm not associated with it anymore. <laughs> um, you qualified for nine of the last 10 state tournaments while you, you coached. What, what did you enjoy most about going to the state tournament? It was about the girls. Um, we went back starting with 90 to 96. We went five or six years in a row, and then we had 14 or 15 years where there was just freak things that would sometimes happen. Sometimes we got beat by the better team. Sometimes they beat us. We had injuries, whatever it was. I felt so bad for some of those teams, you know, when we didn't make it. But it was it was so exciting for me when the teams would make it because I knew they would have memories for the rest of their lives. And to me, that was the, the biggest thrill. What is your biggest memory of the 837 wins that you did have with Parker? Oh, there's been a lot of them. Probably winning state that, that year, you know, 1990 was a, a great memory. But I'd have to say maybe our, the last one that we played to and that we won at state um, against Winner um, two years ago, the girls so much wanted to win that match so, so that um, not only for themselves but for me so that we could, you know, go out with a win. Mm-hmm. So I'd say maybe the first state tournament, maybe the, the last, the last match that I ever coached. What was it of the decision to retire? Had you been thinking about it for a while? Uh, I've been thinking about um, giving up teaching and coaching. Um, 36 years is what I did it. And since being a, I'm a math teacher, 36 has got a lot of great numbers with it. And I just <laughs> told my husband, 36 is a number. 37, that's a prime number. Don't want to, don't want to go there. I think 36 is, is where I belong. And, you know, it takes a, a lot of time coaching these days with all the open gyms and team camps and the season. And um, there's just a lot of work to it. And I thought, well, maybe somebody younger, um, it was time for them to step in. If you have a person who wants to coach volleyball, they're out of college and they want, now want to coach volleyball. What is the biggest advice you give to those people today? Well, I mean, you have to be dedicated. Um, you have to really want to do it um, because nothing is going to come easy if you don't give it a hundred percent, but you also kind of have to let the kids be kids a little bit too. Um, you know, we had open gyms, but we didn't dwell on, you know, a lot of, you know, time spent. They could do some on their own if they wanted. We went to team camps, had a blast. But yet the kids have to be kids. And they have to have some free time on their own too. And that was kind of, of um, you know, my thought with it. 
Last one for you, Jill. I know your husband's a farmer and, you know, in the fall, this time of the year, it's the harvest time. But was he dedicated to to watching you and, and Parker play volleyball? Oh, my husband was terrific. I couldn't have coached for 36 years without him. Um, my, my, um, I guess our kids both have cystic fibrosis and, um, so it's a genetic disease and it's one that you have to do, have to do a lot of therapy and time spent with the kids. And so it worked out great actually at the beginning when volleyball was in the winter because I could, you know, do the fall and do the treatments and he could do the winter. It got a little bit trickier when sports season for volleyball went fall and he was harvesting too. But thankfully the kids were older and by that time, um, you know, they could do some of the treatments on their own. But without my family and my husband, I wouldn't have been able to coach volleyball for 36 years. And see, now you're helping with the harvest. You're helping him out. Oh, well, (laughs) you know, I don't help. I think he wants me to, but I'm like, I'm like the, there's a buddy seat in a combine and um, I was the buddy. So it was a lot of fun. Jill Christensen sitting all alone, most wins in South Dakota volleyball history, 837. Anita Beck of Arlington is number two at 731, and then Donna Schmitz of Gregory, 630. And then then you have the active coaches that are coming up on that list. Linda DeBoer out at Miller with over 620 wins, and also Nellie Long of Pine Ridge, 620-plus wins. Some great coaches all across South Dakota. A lot of wins out there over the years. In fact, one of those coaches um, that would love to move up that list, uh, she's she's coached around. She was on that 1990 state championship team when Parker won it all, and Laurel Laubach joins us. She was Laurel Globekey when she uh, was at Parker, and Laurel joins us now on In Play. Laurel, um, how many total years now have you been coaching from, from the start at Plankinton to now back at Canton? Oh, you're going to quiz me. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I've only coached probably a total of about nine years. I just started back at Canton this year. I took about a 19-year break and uh, decided to come back this fall. But you went to Plankinton first. How soon was that after you had uh, left? I was actually still in college. I played for Dakota Wesleyan. And uh, since the seasons were opposite back then from college seasons, I was able to coach while I was still playing. So how much did Jill Christensen rub off of you as a as a <laughs> coach? Did you do exactly that Jill did or was it totally you opposite? Know, I probably did a lot of Jill did. Um, you know, now thinking back, I am like, Oh, I got to remember Jill. I actually called her right before I started coaching this year and said, Jill, I, I need some pointers. I have taken so much time off. You need to, to tell me what you used to do. Cause I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> Jill was a very motivating coach. I, I can't ever remember her yelling at me, but I remember her being very motivational, just uh, a super always there for you coach, you know? Her, her saying back then when we played with her is, was never say die. And, you know, we were 33-1 and one when we played in that season with her. And uh, we lost that first round of the state tournament. We were able to come back through the loser's bracket and win the state title that year. And uh, she was, a, you know, a key factor on why that happened because she's just so motivational, so positive all the time. You know, that so. championship, you know, Webster was going for their fourth in a row. 
Did you, yes. did you, I'm sure you guys knew that and yes. you guys had to be motivated knowing you wanted to stop that win streak. You know, we came in a little bit, you know, intimidated by them. I remember they had a girl from Brazil that played for them that year, just super talented athletes. And, uh, you know, I, we came out and played a little scared, but after that was done, we were like, no, we're going back through this. Once we won that first match in the state, you know, in the finals, and we had to play again through the losers bracket to beat them. It, it, we were, there was no stopping us after that. And, and uh, that all year was never say die. And that's, hmm. that was our saying. And we just, yeah. And that was, was back in year. the times where you played to 15. There was no rally. Played 15, <laughs> there was no rally, you know, and you had a little better chance if you were down because you only scored when you served. And, and uh, I, I want to say that probably helped a little bit, but uh, man, it was crazy. <laughs> Coach Christensen did tell me that there was one point where they were down 14 to nothing in a match and they came back and won it. And you can do that in, you know, it's a little harder in rally scoring to do that. You miss one serve and you're done, but man, in, you know, even when I coached at Plankington, we, we were in the region finals, we were down 14, three and we came back and won. And that happens when, when it used to be side out and serve, but <laughs> you, you played varsity though as a sophomore and a junior and a senior. Yeah. Before yeah. you before you got to varsity level, did you feel intimidated at all with Jill? Because she was she she was quite. She, now she I am would, from Marion. I am not a Parker person. That was that was I, the mer that was the co op that, that they yes, had. Yeah, and I did not start playing until then, so there was no younger I was never a younger player under Jill and I didn't know her until I came to to Parker to play for them for Marion and she never had an issue nobody had an issue with me being a Marion girl came in and <laughs> that's because you were I really a, good Laurel you were well, <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know about that but by the time I was a junior I played left front and then when I was a senior I played all the way around middle front I was still a JV player as a junior that year we won the state championship but um, I came in and played left front on the varsity. So, you coached at Plankington. You've coached at Geddes. You've been to West Lyon. Yeah. Then you went to Canton, and then you took a 19-year break before you went back to Canton this year. How, how how come you got the urge back to get into coaching? Well, I had three sons who were all wrestlers, and you know how Canton wrestling is. And uh, uh, there was yes. a lot of a lot of traveling with that, and a lot of watching that. Well, then I had a daughter. And she's 16 right now, and she is on the Canton volleyball team. And the, the position opened this year, and it, with my history of coaching, she kind of gave me a little push to come back, and uh, I just thought maybe it was time. So, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. So, what was the the most that Jill Christensen did as a coach that you really clamped on and says I need to do this too? Well, I was sitting here thinking of since you called me last night, all these things um, that Jill used to do. Um, first in practice, I, I never felt intimidated or threatened by her. She just was that motivational. Um, just a hard worker, always there, or there early, there late type of person. But she, she also had things in practice that just made practice of fun and, and and I don't even know if she's allowed to do this sort of thing anymore but when we were in practice we used to have something called the picker shorts and 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 if you let a ball drop you had to put these shorts on that said 
you're picking like like you're not you're not ready to go you're picking your nose whatever I don't know what it means but you had to put those on and wear those and practice and <laughs> what color were they I, I don't remember what color were there, but they just said picker really big right across the back, the hind end. <laughs> and so we would take turns wearing those in practice. Whoever didn't get the ball had to wear them for a little while and, and nobody wanted to. So, But it was funny at the same time. So um, just she always thought of things that made practice fun and, and enjoyable. And, and uh, you know, she she would laugh when I say we did the coordination drill. I made my daughter do it this year, but it's a funny drill that uh, – I still brought back that Jill taught me way back then. And uh, were you able to make it to uh, Jill's 800th win or 837th? I did not go to her win, but I went to a, um, they had a reception for her at the gym and a bunch of us from that state championship team went back to honor her that day and uh, wore wore our our sweatshirts in that day. It, It was, it was fun to be there. In fact, I just saw Jill, we went over to Parker to play last year for a JV tournament and her and I went by the trophy and we had to take a picture together. Cause you know, <laughs> just remembering old time. One last one for you, Laurel, take me back to 1990 and uh, the championship season and what you most remembered from that year. Well, I mostly remember that um, we were one of the few teams in the state that actually played a specialized positions. Um, volleyball was still so new then, but uh, we were running quicks and we were running fakes and, and things that you see all the teams doing now. Um, but we were doing that and other teams just, and Jill just had a good knowledge of that stuff way back when. And, and I think that's why we're so competitive and we'd play teams and we'd, we'd win 15-1, 15-0, you know, and go home in a half an hour because people just never had seen what we were doing. And uh, just to play I came into the team not knowing anything about volleyball when I was a sophomore, and I was able to come right in and learn volleyball within, you know, um, you know, one season I was already playing good volleyball. And I, I attribute that to, to, to Jill just being able to show me what to do right away. So, uh, I am so impressed in watching volleyball over the past 20-plus mm-hmm. years that – I think we're almost a, a hidden diamond in the rough uh, because oh, of the yeah. play. Not only Class B, how how those good teams are, but Class A, uh, there's really good teams as well. And, of course, there's good teams in the double A's. But uh, why is South Dakota so good? And why are we seeing so many athletes be able to go on and play college volleyball? Well, I think there's just so many opportunities outside of the season now to play. I mean, when I played in high school, you went and played – and in the season, then you play basketball and you're on track or whatever. And, and I, I love seeing multi-sport athletes, but there's also opportunities to play, you know, in, in clubs and, and in, even at your own school and in, in the gym. It just seems like, I mean, my girls were playing all summer, you know, three days a week, and, and some of them played some clubs in Sioux Falls. And just touching the ball that much all year makes a huge difference in your play. Talking volleyball on In Play, I'm Craig Maddock, specifically talking about Jill Christensen, the all-time winningest coach in South Dakota, 36 years at Parker with 837 wins, and she told us she had about 10 former players who went on to coach. 
And one of those joining us now on In Play. In fact, the first year at Freeman, she's the JV coach at Freeman. It's Riley Christensen. Riley, welcome to In Play. Thank you. So in 14, 15, and 16, it's your sophomore, junior, and senior year. You're you're going to the state tournament. You made the state yeah. tournament. Yeah. And yeah. tell me what the what that was like. Of course, you probably had to go through Warner and Northwestern those years. Yeah. Yep. So we played um those first rounds, we were always the um, four seed. So we've had that four or five game. And every single year, we went to five, those first round matches. Um, and then we obviously always got put with the one seed the next night, that Friday night, that semifinal game. Um, we played Warner one year and Chester two years, I believe. Nope, Chester and then Warner. We played all three of those guys sure. and we lost all three. So we got quite familiar with playing that third and fourth place game. But, um, Fortunately for us, we were able to get third every year that I was at the state tournament. So that was an honor to like end my season on a win, especially my senior year. It meant a lot, mm-hmm. especially playing with like some of my best friends my senior year. So, yeah. When, when did you decide, though, that you had that maybe that coaching itch that, that you wanted to be a coach in volleyball? Yeah. So um, I played a lot of club volleyball in the off season, um, obviously to better myself for my um, school season. And I had a coach and obviously with Jill as well, that really just stuck out to me and you know, they, I was a very, I tried to be a very coachable athlete and I had coaches that were great at coaching me and great helping me. And I admired what they did for me. And I have always wanted to just do that for other athletes. And so now that I get to do that, it's like the most rewarding thing ever. Like I just have loved the progress and just like the development of athletes that I've already got to see in my one year of coaching. So, so what did Jill Christensen do to you to motivate you? What, how did she have to work with you? Well, first off, she believed in me. I came in as a freshman and she put me out there as the middle and said, I believe in you. Your teammates believe in you. So go out there and do it. And I was terrified. You know, the first few games she started me. Um, but then I got the hang of things and I was getting blocked and getting kills. And, you know, it's awesome. I had great seniors above me. That was a year like Allison Sander was a senior. And so they totally just took me under their wing and they gave me all the confidence in the world. And so that was amazing. So my freshman year, Jill started to believe in me, and from then on out, she knew what I was capable of, and she helped me. She helped me become the player I was. Um, she was in the gym with us all the time. She was always doing things outside of practice and coaching clinics and things like that, um, just to work on her athletes. I mean, I had a great setter in my last three years as well, and so that just helped a lot because we could build that connection. But Jill was also there to coach both of us, both sides of it to help us with that connection and help us work on those things to help us perform the way that we did. What were so. practices like? Were you, uh, were you beat after a practice? Yes. <laughs> um, we would always start practice. We'd start stretching. We'd do some services. And then, yep, we'd start doing drills um, like crazy. And Joe would hit the ball at us, let me tell you. <laughs> She'd start wailing at us. And um, it was awesome. It made us better. It pushed us. You know, every once in a while, she'd have to get, get on us. And when she raised her voice or she said one of our names in a third voice, we knew it was time to get serious and get down to business. We knew it was go time. Um, and we just knew that to step it up because she knows what we're capable of. She never once would she give, never once did she take a step back and quit coaching us or quit trying to make us better. You know, she was always, I know what you guys are capable of. So that's why I'm hard on you because I know you can do better than what you're giving me right now. And that's a lot of what I have translated into my coaching is that I've seen what my athletes are capable of and I've had a coach who knew what I was capable of and so I want my girls to know that I have confidence in them and that I trust them and that I know what they're capable of 
So she truly like taught me a lot of things on how I wanted to be a coach too. When you made those uh, state tournaments the last three years of high school, what were the summers like when it came to volleyball? Um, yeah, yeah. So we had open gym two to three times a week, probably for two to three hours, you know, and those were, they weren't mandatory, but we were all always there. You know, it wasn't just Mrs. C saying, hey, we have open gym. Hope you guys can make it. No, it was a thing. We knew we all were going to be there because we all wanted it just as bad. I mean, growing up in Parker, you can't wait to be a uh, Parker Pheasant high school volleyball player. So, you know, I mean, in the summer, that was our time to get better. That was our time to, you know, work harder as a team. And so in the summer, we had those open gyms, and then we went to a ton of team camps. We probably went to five or six team camps, and those were each two to three days. So we got lots of playing time and saw lots of different teams. And I think that just prepared us for, the like, our school season because we were able to play for a few months during the summer, and then it just we moved right into practice. It was like a transition. We weren't off all summer and then started practicing and had to figure out how to play together. You know, we were able to play together for so long and just build that chemistry and work through that every summer. And that truly benefited us so well. Riley, what would be your best memory of coach Christensen? Maybe a speech in a locker room or Mm -hmm. an event during a game that you go, that's coach Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of them come to mind. Uh, there was just numerous games where, you know, we would either be playing down to a team's level or we'd just, you know, not be taking it as seriously as we needed to or making silly mistakes. And, you know, she would slam that clipboard and she'd get her hands up and she'd be making that talking sign. Ladies, communicate. Ladies, you need to talk to each other. Things like that. And, you know, it was always like, okay, we heard the clipboard slam. She's getting mad at us. We got to get going. (laughs) But, um, and then another one, probably one of my favorite memories with her, it probably is my favorite memory. My junior year um, at the state tournament, the semifinal game, we played Chester and we went to five. Um, and unfortunately, I have had a quite a bad back injury then, and I didn't even play actually the next day, that Saturday. Um, but after that game, I was in a ton of pain. Tears were flowing. And the next morning, she came to my room, and I was still in a lot of pain, barely could walk. You know, she comes to me and she says, you know, Riley, I know the athlete you are. I know how bad you want to be out there. And I know how hard you've worked for this. She said, but I got another year with you kiddo and things are going to be good. Oh. And so she, in a way she oh. was just like, you know, I know you want to be out there, but you got another year and we're going to come back better than ever. So, you know, it just meant a lot for me because not only was she caring about like my personal well-being, she was also like recognizing the how much devotion I had into the sport, you know, like how devoted I was into playing that game on Saturday, even though I was in so much pain, you know. So it just, it was nice because she wasn't coached when she was talking to me then. She was Jill. And it's just, it was really nice to have both sides of that. So when it comes to your coaching style now, Riley, um, you mm-hmm. just got out of college in May, you're at Freeman. Um what is the biggest thing you took from Jill Christensen to the way you coach today? Yeah. Um, I truly just always reiterate to my athletes that I believe in them and that everything I'm having them do, there's a reason behind it. Because in high school, some things Mrs. C would do things and we would all be like, what the world is going on right now? <laughs> and two games later or even the next day of practice, it all made sense. And so I've just really like pushed and like pushed and pushed my athletes that everything that my head coach and I are doing is for the better of this team is for the better of you guys as athletes. It's for the betterment of you guys as people, you know, we really do a lot of, we're talking to you guys as 
Riley and Kendra, who's my head coach, not Coach Riley and Coach Kendra, because we are young. Like, I'm not that much different than their age, and my head coach is only 28. So it's really nice to just kind of, like, get on their level sometimes. And even though Jill, obviously, there was an age spread between us, she was able to do that as well. And that's the biggest thing I'm taking from her is just that be on that level with them. Don't act like you're above them. Treat them with respect and just know, let those athletes know that you believe in them and that you trust them because that's the biggest thing, especially with young athletes, is that if they don't think that you're not confident in them and you're not positive with them, they're not going to be either. And that could just ruin an amazing athlete. And so that's what I really, I stress like that, like crazy to my athletes because Jill believed in me when I was a 14 year old girl freshman, you know? And so I just drill that with my athletes that I'm their biggest fan. (laughs) So talking to Riley Christensen, she uh, played under Jill Christensen. And how many times did people think that you were Jill Christensen's daughter on the (laughs) volleyball squad? You had the same last names, but you're not related. Right. Yeah. Um, so quite a few times people I would always ask, especially like team camps in the summer or, um, you know, like state tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, like people interviewing and things like that would always just like ask her what our relation is and what it's like to be related to my coach and things like that. And so I'd always have to break it to them that I know it's spelled the same with Christian Christensen can be spelled so many different ways. So it's kind of ironic. It's spelled the same, but no, we're not related at all. It was kind of a funny situation. This is your first year as a coach. Can you see yourself still coaching 35 years from now? Like Jill did. Right. You know, Yes, I really do hope so. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. I'm fortunate to have a job that allows me to be flexible enough to be a coach. And so I totally would love that. My head coach has only been coaching for two years as well. And so her and I talk all the time. We're like, let's go for that five, six, seven hundred wins together, you know, things (laughs) like that. We just always talk about how fun that would be because she also came from an amazing program in Nebraska and her coach had a lot of wins in Nebraska too. And so we just always kind of talk about how cool it would be to kind of following our coach's shoes. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Madden. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.